Hello, this is Norma Sheehan from the Heal Your Hole podcast, asking you to heal my hole for a change. The hole in my pocket. It's just a small one-off payment, no subscriptions, takes 30 seconds to do apparently. So you need to follow the support this show link in the show description. And every payment increases my healing power. So I can continue to tend to your lazy holes, hairy holes, needy holes, itchy holes, money holes, smelly holes, arseholes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode number 43 of the Heal Your Whole podcast with myself, Norma Sheehan, where we will look at all the various holes in your life, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, financial, comical, sexual, and we give them all a good scene too. Last week we did bored off me whole and we spoke to various people about how effing bored they are and trying to get nooky during lockdown and how there may be a big mass orgy after lockdown we don't know or after we get the vaccine Um, and this week I promised something more chirpy and I have delivered Uh, this is the wonderful talented sexy John Edward Nolan I met him a few years back when I was working behind the scenes on Dancing with the Stars he is one of the pro dancers, has been on it for four years here in Ireland, and he is a gentleman as well as being a talent. He has represented Ireland across the world in various dance competitions, and he has won more medals, I'd say, within Ireland than anyone else. Yeah, I forgot to tell him, of course, that I have a medal myself for dancing. I, uh, I have a Munster champion Irish dancing medal for the real when I was about 12 I suppose or maybe less I've probably bored you about that one before and uh, no I forgot to tell him during the interview he might have thought more of me I also did tap set dancing disco dancing Irish dancing ballet dancing period dancing in drama school and that's nothing to do with the menstrual cycle but I obviously never made it as a pro but I swear to God I would give one of my organs to go on one of those dance shows and be thrown around the place by a man or a woman, whatever. Um, Okay, so here's my interview with John Edward Nolan, the best dancer in Ireland. Here we go. Hello, John Edward Nolan. How are you? I'm very good. How are you, Norma? I've already told everyone how wonderful you are. I mean, I've said you're the best dancer in Ireland ever. And I think that is... (laughs) Thank you. Have you more awards than any other dancer in this country? Um, Well, I'm not sure. Maybe... Ballroom dancers, I've done, I've won numerous kind of all Ireland's through various ages as a young lad and with different partners and different styles. So, yeah, I'm thankful to have racked up a few trophies over the years. And I've done, I think to my name, I'd say I probably have only about four or five left because they were just over the years, just got rid of parents like get rid of that. They're just catching dust now at this stage. Really? So, you see, just charity comps and pass them on and yeah there was at one stage where the sitting room was you know covered 
there were shelves, extra shelves brought in, and then it just got ridiculous because then it got to a stage where I had to dust them. I was like, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and what area in particular, you know, because I know there's about 10 different types of dance. Um, I'll try and think of a few, j- jive, salsa, ballroom. Um, I'm running out of them. Uh, you. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> one, stream off the ones you competed in or you're qualified in. Yeah, so I would have competed in um, nearly all 10 of them, but my main, main ones would have been the bottom ones. So the waltz, the tango, the Viennese waltz, the foxtrot, the quickstep. They would have been my kind of specialised area over the years. Um, kind of mostly because that kind of era, I just have really enjoyed that whole era. I always feel that I would have loved to be born in the 20s, the 30s, that kind of stuff. You know, just I felt I would have been in my absolute element back then. But they're the ones when I was growing up and when I was learning that my teachers were strong as that. So I just always kind of was levitated toward that way. Well, I think your personality suits them as well, because you could pass for a 19 year old, but you're also a real Fred Astaire. You kind of look like you're in the wrong century. Definitely. Yeah. You're a gentleman. And I do think you're definitely belong about 50, 60 years ago. It was, it should have been your time. Yeah. I do feel that sometimes as well. And numerous people say that I think like, the Fred Astaire era just would have been my element. When I look at those films, I'm just like, that is just the dream. I I just think the whole, the outfits, the whole feel of things, the the stories, the movies, it was just real proper old school. I just, I'm real old school at heart. Um, and I think if I was to ever be reincarnated, at some say I would love to be reincarnated into him. And back in that day, I'm hoping to be around, say, in 2060 and the 60s come around again and all this year. I'm hoping that after lockdown, the swing of 20s come back in the 2020s and that we have this mad explosion of dance again. I think everyone in the whole country wants to dance or just get out of the house at this stage. I, I absolutely, either we're going to go mad on drugs or mad on mass orgies, gang bangs, or, <laughs> or we're going to just all dance our holes off, literally. Dance, um, dance our holes off. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm craving a terrible wedding. I'm craving to dance with an uncle who's going to step on my toes and sweat all over yeah. me. To be thrown around the dance floor, absolutely. Thrown around. <laughs> yeah, thrown around. Did, did you watch all the old films when you were a kid? Or were you just always popping around the place? Actually, when I was younger, it was more so the music. When I kind of, I, I started dancing when I was about three and a half, four. I started with Irish and set dancing. Um, did that for a while. And then I ended up going to a ballroom class with my sisters and my neighbours uh, one day when I was being babysat and kind of got dragged up. You know, was, I was just sitting down and it was chilling. wasn't there through the class, but got dragged up and... Kind of got a nice feeling for it. it. Was put with a girl and then end up dancing with her for like eight and a half years. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So it was mad. Yeah. With my first partner was kind of we became nearly like brother and sister. We were spending so much time together. We traveled so much together, and, and it was competed, very lucky. You competed together as well. Did you compete together? Yeah. 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 Trained. We worked together from. Six and a half, and then when I got about 15, I just grew too tall for her, and it just couldn't work anymore. She she was kind of the same height from when she was about 10, and just never grew after that. But uh, yeah, no, we did great, successful partnership together. Got to travel around the world and do numerous. So we danced for the Rose of Tralee one year and stuff as well, one all Ireland's. And it was great, great partnership. But um, for me, when I was younger, it was actually, funnily enough, Going back to that era, it was the music for me that always got for me. Like, just loved all the old school classics. Uh, I remember getting one of my first CDs ever that some senior guy who used to dance at the time made for me. And it was all like Frank Sinatra classics. And just that 
Nightingale sang on Berkeley Square. That's so I remember that song was on. It was just like, oh, this is the business now. I love it. My mum was mad into Dean Martin as well. Would he have been someone you listened to? Oh, yeah. That's I remember for one Christmas, I got a full collection of rap packs, greatest hits, and it was about six or seven CDs. And I think it was just incredible. Yeah, just and that's why I think that's what I loved about that year as well. There were so many distinct characters and so many, you know, different personalities and just classics that will live forever, I think, as well. And I think that's what you don't really get nowadays either when it comes to music. I just think everything sounds the same now. Yeah. And the thing is, you can do all the hip hop and the other stuff as well. But probably from listening to those songs as a, uh, at a young age, that's what's in your blood. Yeah, exactly. It just was kind of in in my body. And I always have a distinct memory of traveling to a lesson down in a small country hall one day. And I got this new CD and it was myself and my dad in the car. And it says, throw that in there. Come on, we listen to it. I know you just literally was just constantly. And even when I was in school studying, I could never study properly without listening to music. And it was always that older stuff. Just, I don't know, it just was kind of like Carmen or something to me. I don't know. Do you know Gregory Porter now by any chance? He's, yes, um, incredible. He's now. He, he does a great job of the old stuff as well, doesn't he? Yeah, Incre- yeah. he's done some incredible remakes, yeah. Actually, when I was studying, I used to listen to, um, this is a little bit sad, but I'd listen to A Woman's Heart used to be on. My granny had passed away and I was I went over to her house to do all the study in, at the house to myself and it had The Fury's Finest or A Woman's Heart playing while I was studying. It's a bit uh, random, uh, a little bit random. Uh, Anyway, I don't know what the theory behind that is. Um, okay, so you're looking at sisters then, because then, because I don't think growing up in Kilkenny, um, you know, I'm sure that it was a Harley and Slater should have been in your hand, not yes. our dancing shoes. Was that yes? It, it was a strange one because I like I came from the heart of Kilkenny, from O'Loughlin Gales would be my local club, so they're hugely successful. My primary school were successful in the hurling leagues and everything as well but I, pl- I played I did play hurling up till under 10s and when I was younger I was a big fella I was a, one of those big chunky lads that was the big corner back on the shoulder and yeah <laughs> yeah I was a, a chunky kid let's just say oh, that Jesus. yeah so um but I got to a stage where I might I love my dad always tells a story he just bought all the new gear the helmet the boots the training, the whole shebang. And the next day I just said, no, I want to give it up. I don't want to have my legs just in case. So I packed it in. I kind of, And that was, I think it was about nine, nine or 10 at that stage. Yeah, I kind of. And was it football or hurling you were playing? I presume it was hurling. Was Hurling. Oh yeah, geez, it was like, hurling. There's Kenny, no of course, football yeah. But to be fair, like, you'd want to be the best in the country to get on the Kilkenny hurling team. Like at least if you're over in Roscommon or Leitrim, you'd have some chance. Because <laughs> you're against every male boy, every male boy, every young fella in the whole. Exactly. That is like, it's just, as soon as you're born, and I actually, as soon as I was born, there was a, I still have it at home. There's a little hurl about that size was made and given. It was just like a tradition out in Kilkenny. Like every boy just got a hurl and it's later and off you go, you know, so. Yeah. That's like Tiger Woods got a, got a, a the golf stick put into his hand or Rory McIlroy. They had golf club put yeah. into their hands at the age of two. And it does help exactly. the younger you get it. But dancing was, was it for you anyway, obviously? The- yeah, just, I, I was lucky to kind of have a, a passion for it and lucky to be able to kind of have the drive and, not care. Of course, you got the slag and growing up and, you know, not only naturalized, said like a young lad in Kenny going dancing, you know what I mean? It wasn't the norm, but 
it never really phased me because I just was like, I enjoyed it so much, you, you know? Think it, well, if you were, if you were average or shite, you know, you would have got bullied, but like, yeah, you probably put your money where your mouth is. You were so good that it would shut everyone up, wouldn't it? Yeah. Sorry, and you like, know you were, you were pretty good. I was, <laughs> I actually did a podcast with my friend, Michael Rice uh, last summer. And it was actually only when I was started talking about me, I forgot about the story actually, but when I was in primary school, I was getting slagged for, uh, I think it was in maybe first or second class. And um, I went to the principal and said, can I dance in front of the whole school? And I got brought my partner in and each class came down one by one and I danced in front of them all and no one ever slagged me again after that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So I think number one, idea. because... That was your idea. Yeah, just because it was like, I knew like, obviously it was okay dancing. So I said, I actually can dance. So I, w- I didn't mind doing it. And then as well, when the lad saw me actually dancing with a girl and she was like a little pretty girl, they were like, okay, that's actually cool. And then, you know, they're all trying to get with the girl after and stuff. So yeah, oh it was God. funny. It was a nice one. It was just a real like, you know, yeah. As you say, put your money where your mouth is and let you know, it that sell. would make a good movie. That would make a good movie of shut the freaking bullies up and just go out, go out, yeah. and, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thankful kind of that I always had my parents' support and stuff like that because it, uh, if a, ch- a child came up and says I'm dancing front of the whole school, most parents would say, shut the hell up and get back in your box. But mm-hmm. I think they understood the whole point behind it as well. Like, you know, and just said, knew what it was the right thing to do. Brilliant. And come here to me. You know the way, because I am, I do a bit of acting, whatever, and um, I do see Egypts on set who play, play roles opposite each other and suddenly they think they're in love. And yeah. then they have affairs sometimes and they break up marriages. Now, I know this could happen in an accountancy firm or in a school mm-hmm. t- or a teacher's room, whatever. But there seems to be like actors, God love them because they're acting. Now, it, it's similar in dance, isn't it? I mean, if you're a partner with someone, I mean, if you look at Dancing with the Stars over the years, it's not too many cases, but there are people who think if they're partnered with someone to dance with them, that that's love. Whereas it's just yeah. the performance and get over it. Exactly. And I do always laugh. Deirdre O'Kane's reason for doing uh, Dance with the Stars, what really tipped her over the edge was the chance of the Strictly Curse. <laughs> that maybe it could happen. She <laughs> That's, yeah. Like, I mean, you know yourself, when you're in a role, when you're doing a performance and you're with someone, it's so many hours in a day it's so intense it's you know it's high emotion got emotions to be flying left right and centre on Dance with the Stars but I always from day one even when I was partnered the whole way up you never mix business and pleasure because it always just explodes Deirdre Kane, she'd be similar to me she'd be a bit filthy but she's all talk and no action Oh, <laughs> you know, she, she was never going to take advantage of you or vice versa. Not know? at all. Not no. And, and who else did you have? You'd Mairead Ronan. You won with Mairead Ronan, Mary Kennedy and I had Teresa Mannion. Now, am I right that Teresa, she's great at the, the meteorological stuff. I'd say it was very hard to get her to do any five minutes a week, was it? Was she? Was she? Oh, to be fair to her, to be fair, she again, season one was so, so much of a blur and learning curve for me as well. But no, we used to do five, about five hours a day. Teresa suffered severely with her nerves. It was so, so out of her comfort zone. I mean, we would work Monday to Friday, have the routine. We'd go down to set Saturday and then she'd just forget all the steps. You know what I mean? I was actually only messaging her last night because one of our songs came up from our first dance. Um, and also and the, the Beast from the East is back today. So tis her time. She'll be busy. Yeah, she'll be back on our screens very soon. What was your song, very, yeah. song that came on that you did with her? 
Here comes the rain again by the arithmetics. Yeah. <laughs> and Mary Mary Kennedy, like she's a um, stunning woman, the best legs I'd say that was ever on the show, but she's, let's just say she's over 40. You were gorgeous together. And oh, she, Mary is such an incredible person. Again, because there's, I, she was probably one of the most nervous people I was working with because there's this aura around her that she's nearly like, she's like royalty. royalty. Yeah. yeah, she's definite royalty. So I was really nervous because, again, you have to present her in a royal way, you know, and, and you can't make a dog's dinner out of Mary Kennedy. But she was actually some of the best crack to work with. We right. laughed no more time. And the biggest thing that shocked me because, and like, she doesn't hide the fact that she's like turning 66 this year. She had no fear. I mean, I remember when I choreographed the salsa and said, Mary, can we try these lifts? Oh, she thought she was having the best crack in the world, flipping her around upside down, up on the shoulder, you know, dropping. So it, she was a pleasure to work with because anything I asked her to, she just did it. There was no second guessing, you know, and that's what I loved. And she's Dermot Kennedy's aunt, which is unbelievable. I know, yeah, incredible. And then you had two finalists. You had one winner in the final. Deirdre Kane was a finalist and Maraid Ronan was a winner. So you've, like, you've, you've had a great few years of it, but it's not on this year. So shit. Yeah, that's, it's such, like, I think of all years, this is the year that the whole nation could have done with it really for a bit of a lift because I like it's this is my first January or now February as well to not be doing it on the weekends like it feels really strange and it's, it's hard anyway in a lockdown but not to be on set on a Saturday evening Sunday all day getting hyped for the live show it's really really odd um, but fingers crossed they're saying depending on how this vaccine rolls out and everything that we might get next year Fingers crossed. I don't know. Yeah, there's a big void with it. I feel they could have done some sort of a thing, even if it was sending out, the, just even the comedy of sending out, say a page with choreography on the page and some tune to someone's house and someone <laughs> videoing, like, I don't know, Teresa Mannion at home trying oh, to crack. the dance and you trying to choreograph her from a distance. Like, there's comedy in that. Ah, uh, it did. Actually, only one of the kids said to me tonight when I was doing the Zoom class, surely they could have done Dance with the Stars over Zoom. Like, surely it could have worked, you know. How's the Zoom going with your own schools? It's exquisite dance. Exquisite dance. Yeah. Is it just in Kilkenny or is it another? No, no, we've got a studio up in Dublin on the Long Mile Road. Good friend of mine, now I'm working with Nicole. It was her dance school that she set up. Um, this is the 10th year. We were due to have our 10-year anniversary this year, but obviously that's gone by the wayside. And I've been working with Nicole eight and a half years now, and we have classes in Dublin and Kilkenny. So we actually only started Kilkenny classes in 2020 in September. And we've actually only physically seen the kids in person for about maybe seven hours, seven classes, and then it, everything else has been done via Zoom. So we're lucky in a way that we actually got to get started with them, but it's just so much hard work. It's double the work for the kids, it's double the work for us. At this stage, kind of lockdown number 502, I think, I don't know what number lockdown this is now at this stage. It's just the kids are Zoomed out but nearly. So we're literally now doing one-on-one -on -one sessions to try to keep them interacted, to try to keep them moving. And as you were talking earlier, like it's nearly more nearly counselling sometimes. You know what I mean? It's just for the kids to feel like they're doing normal stuff. Even though they're still at home, they can do something fun. They can do it. And we've actually started TikTok classes now because TikTok has just taken over the world. So it's just you're trying 10 different ways. We've done fitness challenges. We've done talent shows. We've done, you know, 
write your write a poem, write a story. We've done God knows what. So we're, we're and constantly you have to, you have to, to keep reinvent. reinventing new things to keep them stimulated because I see it from my kids who were competitive gymnasts and one of them is, you know, still doing it at a high level. It's very hard to train at a high level if you've no competition to look forward to. There needs to be a goal I, in mind. Absolutely. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't know how you keep them stimulated and keep them at it with the TikToks and with well, this and the other. It's amazing. Yeah. I totally agree with you because, well, our kids, they're all competitive dancers and they dance a high level. A lot of them go to travel your world and European championships as well. So we have actually done online events and we're lucky to work with a couple of schools in the UK as well who do them. So we kind of nearly take turns organizing and the kids are then competing against each other. They've, we were lucky at the end of September, start of October, to kind of record videos and they can use them to send in and then they're judged equally and stuff. So we're just, again, like, I think the whole world has got to go online, including the dance world and gymnastics world, which we never, ever taught. <laughs> like, the, I never thought I would have to be Zooming from my sitting room to keep the dance school going. You never, like, with the studio down the road where you can't even go into now, it's just, just such so frustrating. Yeah, and I, I was in your one on the Long Mile Road. Is there a roller disco goes on yeah. there? As well? Yeah, there is as well. Yeah, bit of crack as well. <laughs> we've had a few birthday parties in there. That's a great facility. It must be perfect. Mu- exactly. We've got a huge complex. There's, there's now five studios there. There's a gym. There's ho- there's there's so much possibility. But it's just we can't use it at the moment, unfortunately. But fingers crossed, obviously, in the near future as well, that the federation that we're part of, DFI, is now part of the Irish Olympic Council. So we now can go other sport, which hopefully will alleviate us in the future with further restrictions and get grants and, and funding for our dancers to help develop their training programs and stuff as well. So it's quite exciting. And we've got break dancing now into the Olympics for 2024. So it's a new project for us. I'll say firsthand, I won't be putting myself forward for the 2024 break dancing Olympics. Oh, I won't be spinning on my head. You I'll nearly would though, wouldn't you? <laughs> you nearly I nearly went for something to do with a bit of crack. Yeah. <laughs> but it's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. And do you have a few little starlets that you think could represent Ireland in 2024? Break we have, we actually have, we have two girls at the moment because uh, it's, it's, so it's B-boys and B-girls that will be going. Um, and there's two girls who are actually really, really talented and we would love. It's nearly, of course, it's amazing for any athlete to go, but it'd be even more special, I think, to send the females to the Olympics and, you know, representing Ireland on that scale. So fingers crossed, I mean, there's huge work to do. I mean, there's athletes from around the world and breaking are insane. So Ireland is kind of now catching up in the race. So we just got to push now when we can start training. 
Is it individual? Um, do boys mix with girls? Is it um, or do yeah, they- it's all individual based? Yeah. So boys versus boys and girls versus girls. But no groups. So, there's no there's no, no group. group. Yeah, no groups. And yeah, no groups. Okay, because so, I've I've seen breakdancers at the side of the street in New York just uh, randomly doing it. That like I mean. Even incredible. that competition alone, it's yeah, incredible. I like it's such a, it is such a, an urban rugged sport that you know that's a, but like I watched some of the live events that they had. I mean, it was in the World Youth Olympics in 2018, and that was just incredible. They were only between 16 and 19, but like just insane, like insane at least. Yeah, because you you need the the strength of like insane strength, insane flexibility. You need bravery beyond belief because you're just oh yes, like no fear. You literally can't. You if you overthink anything, you're gone and break dancing for sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that'll be exciting. That's something to look forward to. 2024, the Olympics, and you will be coaching these people. Well, I I personally won't be, but we will be coaching from exquisite. Okay. And um, hopefully next year, 2020, Jesus, what is it? 2022 Dancing with the Stars will be back. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I would love, I would love it just for, just for a bit of crack. I just think now, luckily I've actually, I was on set with a upcoming film that was being shot. Uh, I was there last week and there's a prospect. I was just seeing there is, there's a Disney film being advertised and they're looking for dancers, waltz and dancers and all. So, I've put, I'm putting in for everything now, just for a bit of crack. I was due to have my show uh, putting on the Ritz with Luke Thomas. I did that in 2019. Mm. Uh, it was due to be in the concert hall May last year. It got pushed then to April of this year. So it'll be pushed further again. So I'm just looking forward to any kind of performance at this stage. So it'll be pushed, God knows, to when. Probably 22 okay. as well. And can I just say as well, John, you have almost no ego whatsoever. You'd have to have a little one now to compete at the level you have. But I randomly was working behind the scenes one day on Dancing with the Stars and I was just thrown in deep end with a camera to go around and stick my head <laughs> I remember that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but most people thought I was some kind of lunatic. You were so kind to me because I was shitting it. And then I went back another time. Oh God, it was, I brought my sister another night and uh, Again, you were in the audience. Yeah. yeah, it was just before you were going on to perform, so you were either on first or second or third. And I don't know, you you just gave her so much time and kindness. I have to say, you're a good salt. Ah, thank you very much. Well, you know, I always say, like, well, I've got a great family who would never let you forget where they came from or never let you get too big for your boots either. So I'm glad in that way. But I just thought I would never ever. It's kind of just been bet intimating from a young lad. You're never better than anybody else, you know. And I think, especially these days and with the current situation, I don't think anybody can. I think we just need to help each other out and support each other and just get on and just help us get through these mad times as well, you know. Thanks so much. Come here, would you just explain to me the spice bag thing? Because I've heard every time Deirdre Kane mentions you, you talk about spice bags. And yes. I. Are you addicted to the spice bag or oh, like, it's it's my weakness. Some people are chocolate, some people is alcohol, but mine is spice bags, I swear to God. They're just incredible. Like, have you ever had one, Norma? Probably, but it wouldn't be high on my list. I'm a, I'm a chocoholic. Oh, OK. Well, yeah, I can understand that. But no, honestly, the best invention ever. I actually got one last week from the originating uh, Chinese restaurant up in Orwell in Dublin, it's a sunflower. It's absolutely incredible. You know, chips, spicy chicken, onions, chilies, and just the best season in the world. Like, if you don't like spicy, don't get it. But it's, oh, 
tub of curry sauce, can of Diet Coke. It's just like perfection for like nine euros. It's just like... And what's good about that actually, because sugar is the worst. I'm a sugarholic and, and that's what will pile on the weight because oh yeah, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't yeah. fill you up and you just crave more and more and more. And I don't 100%, drink. yeah. You well, is it, now, you spice think? bags can pile on as well. So don't don't swap one for the other. <laughs> You'll regret. How have you kept the weight off this year if you're doing more zooming than moving? Um, literally walking to clear the head. And then I've been doing a couple of 5Ks, been doing a couple of, the body coaches got me through a lot, the 15, 20 minute circuits, 30 minute circuits online. That's one thing that I've kind of learned from this year. Yeah, we all, well, I would always kind of say, oh, I can't get to the gym now. You know, that that's the reason. There's plenty of ways to keep fit now other than the gym. And I, I, we've been forced into that way this year. So that for me is the one thing that I've learned that not going to the gym was just an excuse for being a lazy fecker. You know, I, I, mean? I totally agree. I have a skipping rope downstairs, a few of them that the kids got at school. I mean, bottom line, go down and do 300 skips and shut up. You'll be sweating. Yeah, exactly. Put the chocolate down and pick up the rope, you know. Now, yeah. now I have to say, because I would be an adrenaline junkie and I love the whole, oh, there's a, there's a lion chasing me or, you know, before a performance and that. Yeah. But the fact that that has been kind of missing from the last year of my life, I have put on weight. And, yeah. and I'm not eating a lot more than I used to, but I'm missing that adrenaline of... I totally agree. Yeah. That, like, cause yeah. my first time to kind of nearly perform was like last Wednesday when I just had to do a little Kaylee scene with, with some actress, you know what I mean? But I say like that to get in front of the camera because the camera guy was working out from Dance with the Stars. So it was that little moment okay, came in front of the camera. You've got your two minutes now, just push it out and then that's it, you know, so... All right. Well, anything else? So is there any way that you can promote the, the Zooming online for people at the moment if they want to do a private class or an online Yeah, class? if if anyone would like to join our Zoom classes, or they're more than welcome to. If you contact, you'll see Exquisite Dance on Facebook and Instagram. Or if you see my own personal accounts, John Edward Nolan on Facebook and John Nolan on Instagram. And just send us an old message and we can get you sorted because it's the best way. We've actually had a couple of people join us now over lockdown just for a great way to keep fit to have a bit of crack and just to do something that they haven't had they hadn't had the time or that was always something they wish they had done they're saying feck it now at this stage they're just going to do it okay brilliant well it is an honor because i i mean it would have been one of my dreams to do a dancing show or be a i just think dancing is phenomenal it would have been one of my never dreams say never, 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 never say never norma never say never never say never like it's it's tricky to dance with people with very like you get so many people with different body sizes like you could oh, have yeah. amaya dumphy who's like a little kylie minogue and then you could you know sometimes someone has a better um I don't know, they're more agile and they're better dancers, but they could be three times the size of Maya. So it's, it's yeah, true, isn't it? exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, it, it, like literally, well, from a dancer, from a pro's point of view, you just literally have to work with the person that's in front of you. And I always say to any person I dance with, I'm here to highlight your strengths, not your weaknesses. So everything is shaped to highlight them in the best form as they can. So you kind of just have to go with the flow with who you get and, you know, Make. Okay, well, this is has been a pleasure talking about dancing your whole off with you, and um, <laughs> hopefully we get to dance someday. And fingers crossed, we will. You prosecco's. Um, all right, John. Thank you so Thanks much for having me. All right. Thanks, Amen. Oh my God, that was so enjoyable. Um, I actually, I think he thought I'd answer my pants. We were on a Zoom call, and I kept jumping around. My knees went first. I was kneeling, hiding in the corner of the bedroom so that the kids wouldn't make noise. 
the knees went then I had pins and needles in the legs started getting cramps shifting around the place I swear to God and I didn't want to you know he's obviously got such perfect legs I don't want to be telling him I pins and needles Anyway, Linda Comerford is the name of the woman that or girl that he danced with for eight plus years when um, they were kids together. And Exquisite is the name of the school. So um, you can, I don't know, follow John Edward Nolan, John Aid Nolan on Instagram. Uh, Exquisite is the school in Kilkenny. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, John. So if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, tell your friends. If you didn't enjoy the podcast, shut your hole and please do subscribe if you haven't already it's free to subscribe and that is very helpful for me and yeah otherwise follow me on Instagram Norma Shane Actor or Twitter or Facebook and I am going to let you off this week with a clip this is a clip I found of some of John's dancers I'd say they're varying in age from I don't know, seven up to 12. And they did so well on Ireland's Got Talent that Denise Van Outen pressed the golden buzzer and Michelle Visage was blown away, Louis Walsh was blown away, Jason Byrne blown away. And here's a tiny little snippet of some of Exquisite's students getting the golden buzzer on Ireland's Got Talent. You are all fantastic. Honestly, I'm in awe of you. So young, so exciting, so slick. Amazing. Oh my God, when I was your age, I stuck a crayon up my nose. That's all I could do. <laughs> I swear to God, I did. I didn't have, I'd never seen this talent is amazing. You've worked so hard, you can see that. Do you know what? Can I just say, I was very, very tempted to press the golden buzzer. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.